Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm Ishii the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hello, everyone. Hello. I had some really weird cadence there at the very beginning. I guess, I I don't know if I've said that last time too, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm just throwing things on the wall and seeing what sticks, and I don't think any of it is. None of this comedy spaghetti is cooked enough, I don't think. Um, Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works. What? Okay. Toontown Public Works. Let's do, yeah, I guess if we just say unfunny things and funny voices, <laughs> that'll be enough. <laughs> uh, uh, it works for insert comedian here, so. That could be half of them. I know comedy. Uh, yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. So, what do we do on this podcast, HT or Cirque? Well, we watch- HT or Cirque, uh... Well, I guess I guess I'm saying it. Uh, we watch cartoons that fall into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible, and we also talk about uh, prompts and that we give to the audience to respond to, and uh, a little thing we call the cartoon news zone, which is what We've it's always ne- been we called. Have never called it that, but <laughs> you know what? Let's start. <laughs> Cartoon News Zone. This is the Cartoon News Zone. What the hell is with this intro this time? <laughs> I don't know. I, we haven't recorded in like 3,000 years. We're just, yeah, we're just trying to find ways to spice it up. Uh, anyways, uh, so let's start with the news here. Uh, let's start with. Da, 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 da. Steven Universe becomes the first animated show to win a Glad he- uh, Kids and Family Award. Really? Hey! Uh, yay! Very good. They deserve it. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, show. Like it's a show that definitely deserves it because it's basically all about uh, you know uh, LGBTQ uh, acceptance. So yes, that's a very very good thing. Very very good. Yes. I don't know. I don't really have very much else to say other than say this is good stuff. Uh, and then I'm still behind. I'm still very, very behind. I've caught but up. Yes. I've caught up. I have finished you it. Asshole. I enjoyed the ending. It was very good. I cannot wait until the next season, question mark, and the movie. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm so behind and it sucks. I want to get into it again. I just I need a place to watch it. You know, I don't really have those really because I'm poor. So and Hulu, for some reason, decides to not want to update any of the Cartoon Network shows that it has on there, even though I know they're fully dead, like not dead, but like over like Clarence. That show's over now, but it still doesn't have the final season on Hulu. And that makes me so mad. Do you guys have a cable package? I do. Mm, a, a what? A cable, cable package. Because if you do and you God, get cartoon, no. if you do and you get Cartoon Network, you can uh, you can watch it all through the app. At least the last season. I don't have it because having cable is for suckers who have money. Um, well, I have cable because my uh, contract requires me to have one with my internet at my apartment. So that I, is lame. I, yeah, I was using it to watch uh, DuckTales, though, on uh, Disney Now, which, by the way, as of like last week, you can now watch every episode of DuckTales with the Disney Now app without a cable package. So it's free. Yeah. Now none I of you have an excuse. <laughs> I have no excuses left. There so will I be am... a quiz next episode. You know? There will not be. I am you know, too speaking lazy. Of, uh, speaking of DuckTales, they're switching out on Epcot. They're switching out the uh, the Phineas and Ferb like, uh, like the scavenger hunt there to a DuckTales themed one. So that's neat. Oh, that's great, Good. actually, because people who go to Disneyland parks and stuff are really receptive to change. So it's good to hear <laughs> that. Yeah, but it's DuckTales, and yeah, it's not true. the weird... It's not seeing Phineas and Ferb in, like, weird angles <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like a fucking dead... Like, like looking dead in the eyes, uh, Phineas just... No, I'm pretty sure no. that's what I'm pretty sure when Lovecraft was talking about like wrong angles and stuff, that's what he meant. No, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, like the non-Euclidean. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just he saw a face, face and a dream. <laughs> oh God. So yes, uh, another thing: uh, Disney villains series in development for the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, Basically, uh, so if you don't know, there's a series of books that uh, are done by a person named Serena Valentino. Uh, they're basically uh, books all about Disney villains, like the Disney villains side of the story for like Wait, various different. Are these the Twisted Tales uh, books? I don't know if they're called Twisted Tales. They're called the 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 villains book series or like chapter books, basically. Huh. Um. And the first one was uh, one that was about uh, I think I think the first one was about the evil queen from Snow White and trying to show her perspective on it all and stuff. Um, I I I like the concept of it. I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know. I just know that like I I love Disney villains and you know seeing them more of a sympathetic light. It's more. Fu it's fun. It's fun for sure. It's fun stuff. Now this, they did one for Scar, which I don't really think you can make a positive <laughs> point of view for Scar unless you like show Mofasa's like a horrible asshole, which like every maybe fan fiction is. author ever, basically. <laughs> yeah, 
That's actually completely fair, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's basically what these books are. They're just basically sanctioned uh, by Disney fan fiction, really. Uh, so, but basically, yeah, they're going to do a show called Book of Enchantment, uh, which is going to be like an episodic kind of show uh, that weaves all the different uh, superhero, uh, not superhero, wow, uh, weaves all the different like Disney movies together and sort of a shared universe type of thing, while sim- but doing it through the perspective of the villains as opposed to the protagonists of those kind of things. So that actually sounds really interesting. Oh. Sure, That's might cool. be cool. Uh. Though I think it's supposed to be, uh, I don't know if it's live action or animated. I prefer if it was animated, but if it's live action, then sure, whatever. Um, but it's a neat concept, and it's much better than that weird high school villain like musical decom movies. You know what I'm talking you about? You mean the, the Descendants? Yeah, yeah the Descendants. Like as long as it's not like that. Then I'll be cool with it. If it's a more serious tone, then yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, but HT, don't you want to get rotten to the core? Is that a line from the Descendants, or is that like a? It's a, it's a, it's a full song, buddy. It's a full song. I've seen oh, both of those movies. Numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least Disney mm-hmm. is still good. Mm. Anyways, uh, so uh, before I hog up all the cartoon news, do y'all have something to add? I got nothing. I didn't do okay. much research. Fair enough. Uh, well, here's a bit of good news, uh, and it lets us once again shit talk uh, sausage party. Um. The Vancouver animators uh, won the overtime pay uh, pay dispute thing uh, oh, that was going yeah. on because, like, yeah, yes, uh, because they deserved it because they were working so much overtime and were not being paid for it. And they, the animators, said Fuck that they went to Parliament and they won. They got their freaking money. Thank God. So I'm very happy to hear le- that. Something good came out of this shitty, horrible, hateful movie. <laughs> I hate this. I hate it so much. Uh, it's very bad. Oh, yeah. I, I remember can't... a thing. I remember a thing to say oh, yeah? it's uh, news. Yeah. Uh, this uh, rendition of My Little Pony is ending. It's uh, ending with this season. It's the last season for that. Oh, so that's a thing. Uh. Hmm. I wasn't well, even aware it was still going, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I heard rumblings about this for a bit now, mainly because I know that they were working on G6 ponies already. But like, because like uh, G, because G G5 was, oh no, not, not G6, uh, G5 uh, ponies, because G4 is the... Uh, the baby generation one. four ponies no 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 G, that's 3.5 i believe that's what that one is um what generation four i believe about? is <laughs> okay so my little pony has 
their runs like are separated by generations basically the first generation being the original 80s run and the most recent one being the friendship is magic one which is g generation four uh there's a sub generation uh 3.5 which is a weird babies one which was horrible uh i I, I don't honestly want to get into too much with this stuff because I admit that I'm a huge nerd and it kind of makes me it kind of just it doxes me to show how much I know about My Little Pony. Um, Talk about the cartoon horses, uh, HG. You got the time. Talk about them. No, I don't want to talk about, about the horses. I don't want to talk about the horses. Is there like continuity? Do they have like? No, 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 no. no. So there are Basically, no connecting every, threads. They're just. Every generation is basically a reboot, more or less. Like that's they do the same thing with Transformers, like okay. like to some degree. Like there might be like comics and stuff that they make that like harken back to G one and stuff like that at times, especially with like Transformers. But uh, it they're basically reboots every time. So when Generation Five of My Little Pony comes along, it's going to be something basically new. So. We will see what will happen with that. Um, I honestly stopped caring years ago, so uh, that's that's a thing. I'm I'm sorry to say. <laughs> so if you like it, you can like it, and that's fair. And I don't think there's anything wrong with liking it. I just can't anymore. I'm not. I'm not. A, I, I can't do anything with that anymore. I need to move on with my life. He's out, and he's I out of the horsey time corral, he's saying. Yeah, I'm out of horsey time corral. And yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, there's a new 101 Dalmatian series coming out. That looks really uh, cute. It looks cute. I don't know too much about it. Uh, oh, I missed. Uh, I missed uh, watching the first look of the new Lisa Hanawalt series, Tuca and Birdie. Um, it is a animated show in the same style of BoJack Horseman. I don't believe it's in the same continuity, though. Even though it has like the same animation style and art style, because it's all birds, I believe, and. Uh, yeah, it's basically uh, a sitcom type of show where there's a, a cocky, carefree toucan and an anxious, daydreaming songbird, and they're like best friends, basically. Uh, and it's about women's views on stuff. Like, they're both lady characters, and it's going to be on Netflix. So That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to it. Uh, because I just freaking love everything Lisa Hanawalt does. So, yeah, I am, I am excited. I wonder if uh, it'll if it'll be as sad as her other one. Maybe. Um, I don't a hundred percent know. Uh, I know that. I know uh, the basically the uh, creator of BoJack, uh, Rafa, uh, Raphael Bob Watsberg, uh, he is going to be producing uh, the show alongside with several writers from uh, BoJack Horseman. 
and like creators from Bojack Horseman and uh, Michael Eisner's The Tornet Company uh, that also does Bojack Horseman uh, is going to once again produce it. So like I said, it's basically everything from the art style to probably certain aspects of the writing, um, like very similar to Bojack Horseman, but it's its own perspective and a completely different type of show from what I understand. I don't 100% know what that entails because i didn't watch the preview and i really need to watch the preview i really do i just haven't seen it yet and i'll i've seen it by the time this next ep- the episode comes up so yeah there you go uh yes um anything else anything else anything i remembered else? something oh yeah yeah they announced the cast for the cowboy bebop uh live action series <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll have John Cho, who you might remember as Harold in Harold and Kumar. Uh, or. Well, to, to uh, be fair, he's been in a lot of other things and yeah, has done a lot he of was different in Star types Trek. of roles. He, he's the new Sulu in Star Trek. He, uh, he's he's a great actor. I, I I like I don't know if you've seen any no, of his no, he's work. Good. I, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. meaning to I wasn't meaning to be disparaging. I think he's a good pick. Uh, and okay. Mustafa Shakir from Luke Cage, which I have not seen uh, as uh, really as fucking good. Yeah, Daniela mm. Panetta from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I guess I don't know as Faye Valentine. I don't know who she was in that. Uh, and Alex Hassel, I may be pronouncing that wrong, as Vicious. Uh, they they fucked up though. The most important character in this show. Being I'm the dog who they oh, cast wait. as a husky. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you can't do so, that. No, uh, let me make sure that's not apocryphal because my source on that is Twitter. Um, if if Ayn is a husky, this is sacrilege because it, it, Ayn has to be a corgi, that's the entire point. Uh, yeah, it's a very uh, innocuous they, dog, that's the whole did, point. They cast a husky and. No, it's, it's a husky whose name is Bella, and she's very cute, but she is not a corgi. If there is a husky is that looks a- like I, and it's this one, I'll send a picture of this to our group chat so you can see. This is who's going to be playing Ayn. That's a cute dog, though. That's a cute I dog. I mean, it's a cute. It's not. It's not. It's a, a cute doggo. <laughs> it's the right colors, I guess, but she's not. She's not. She's not a corgi. I like yeah. I like I like huskies, but they're also not corgis, and they're not the corgi that we would. Exp- no. Yeah. So already off to a bad start, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> only only sorta kidding there, but yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Only only sort of kidding. I mean, off to a terrible start. If by start we mean like I don't know, Death Note. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, that's fair. fair. I heard Death Note was actually pretty okay. You just have to take it as not being the anime. I didn't hear anything good about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I guess I I've, also didn't watch it. So I know I know one person who liked it, and it's a critic that I know likes weird shit. So Is this I Iron know. White? Are we talking about Iron White or no? Uh, I'm talking about Whitney uh, uh, Whitney Seibold. Uh, from uh, Cancel Too Soon and Critically Acclaimed. He liked it because it was just weird for him and he, he actually got some enjoyment and he had like no attachment to the anime. So maybe yeah. if you have no attachment to the anime, you might enjoy it. I do. 
even though I know it's kind of trashy, I still kind of really dig Death Note in a lot of ways. So I don't know how I would reset receive the uh, Death Note movie on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Don't I guess I I shouldn't be making any sort of statements about whether or not it was good because I haven't watched it, but I heard it was bad. Uh, so yeah, that was my piece of cartoon-ish news. Okay. Um, I guess that's all I really have at this point. Uh. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, mm, did I see any cartoon movies? No, I don't think I did. Sure, Uh, do I have to, do I have to go in the hole for a little bit? Uh, let me... Let me double check on that real quick. Oh, wait, no, I, I talked about Wonder Park last time. That's right. Yes, you did. Um, you, you told us bad things, very, very bad things about that. I remember thing. you suggesting you might see Dumbo. Oh, uh, yeah, I suggested that and I might see it. Uh, but uh, I'm also a person who's trying to learn to like himself more. So I don't know if I really <laughs> want to subject myself to that. Um like I don't want to basically blame myself for seeing it. Honestly, don't, 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 don't do it for yeah. the long play. You're good. Well, we'll save it for when it eventually comes to Netflix, uh, and we'll watch it on friggin' the bonus podcast at some point. So there, buddy, that thing ain't going to Netflix. That thing's going to Disney Plus. I I mean we're getting so close to Disney Plus that we're still getting like Disney movies added to their service all the time. So I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I like what I'm thinking is it might be just like everything is available at all the time on Disney Plus. Well, sometimes Netflix gets some of their newer shit and then it like disappears after a bit or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe maybe that's the plan. Maybe they're just really going to like pull the cord like at the like the like the 10th mile basically uh on it all but who knows who knows who knows i don't i'm not disney i don't claim to be disney i do why are you accusing me of such things no no (laughs) i will silence you i am i (laughs) i i am ready for this legal battle i think i've got a pretty good chance i am disney (laughs) (laughs) i am legally disney not walt (laughs) disney not roy disney i am legally the company the disney corporation yes move over mouse i am the personification of disney i am the entity known as disney (laughs) and now there's a image of a raccoon eating a mouse eating a fox like that one (laughs) weird vanny fair cover or whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's talk about that? our patreon hell let's yeah let's 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 say words about our patreon where you can actually now get access to two different podcasts two different bonus podcasts which is neat mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh we revamped the podcast uh patreon there uh basically what we did is we uh added uh, an extra couple tiers one's just a one dollar tier uh well how about this let me just explain what we're talking about first uh so patreon is a place where you can uh give us money uh to 
uh, help keep the podcast going. All the money goes to our editors, um, who work the hardest on out of everyone here. And Correct. definitely. And when you uh, give money to us, uh, depending on your uh, tier, you get different stuff. Uh, lowest tier just gives you a thank you, and honestly, we appreciate any amount that you can give us. Uh, and then we go up to $10, where you can actually request uh, specific cartoons if you want. Uh, I haven't actually gotten those requests, so if any of those people who actually uh, like have donated the $10 tier... Uh, you know, get back to me if you want us to watch a specific cartoon sometime. Uh, you know, something preferably that we could easily watch, but yes. I, uh, I will say this. If you are a part of the $10 donation and you, you haven't, like, gone for, like, you haven't taken benefit of that perk yet, we still really appreciate the fact that you want to support us that much. That's really cool of you, Paul. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, but the most common pledges are for either $3 or $5. At $3 you get a mini podcast every month called uh, Toontown Chronicle where the bunch of us basically just talk about whatever non-cartoon thing that we like at the moment. Um, I, talked about, uh, I talked about Prey this month. It was pretty good. I enjoyed doing yeah. that. Yeah. And I talked about... What did I talk about? Oh yeah, I talked about uh, Happy Death Day because I've been really getting into those movies recently. Uh, uh, and for $5, we have another podcast called Toontown Nights, where we watch a bad cartoon movie, or at least one that is infamously bad, or, you know, part of a group that is considered, like, you know, throw it out the window and see if it sticks, kind of, like, animated movie kind of stuff, like Barbie. Um, it's got a reputation, and, and what's interesting about the, all the stuff that we pick is that we try and stick with the kind of easy access that we get for this show. We try and find them on Netflix, we try and find them on streaming in general. So you, the viewer, mm -hmm. can still also follow along with us. But shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But, you, you but we also do try to say something <laughs> nice about them. Like, we, we try to be nice. At, at least at first. Uh, can I say that's that's a really good rule that you put us out to do. I, I like that rule. It's just too, yeah, it's just too easy to be cynical about bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's easy to just basically be a cynical jerk about anything. Anyone and, can do you know that. Cinemasins can do it. Yes, we do not want to be Cinemasins. We are not that kind of show, and we We're never want boys. to be that kind of show. Yeah. Well, I don't know if wholesome is the correct word for us, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, and yeah, you can just go to patreon.com slash TTPW, that's Toontown Public Works, uh, that's what the abbreviation is for, um, and you can donate there. So yeah, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping us keep the keep the show going. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Uh... So with that, let's get on to the actual show itself, which is uh, where we watch a cartoon that has fallen into the public domain or otherwise easily accessible. We watch three of those, in fact. Um, now, where do I get this stuff here? Uh, well, basically, I have a thing um, 
that I put on my smartphone, uh, pulling down the curtain a little bit, where I lose the app where I use the thing. You can that cut all of this out. That is a very important part of the process. <laughs> Uh, I actually thought thought you had a Word document for this. Well, it is a Word document, but it's uh, it's a Word document, but it's like I have it on my phone. So fancy as hell. Well, I don't want to get my computer and stuff here. So, anyways, what I do is I pull out the list. And we watch whatever shows up uh, that I randomly choose. So let's go ahead and drumroll. Alex, please. Will we get a good cartoon? Will we get ass? We don't know yet, but we will find out shortly. We're going to watch a Terry tune here. Uh, Some of them are good. Some are not. Uh... A grab big bag, a potpourri, if you will. Yeah. And we're going to watch a cartoon called Sharpshooter. Who is my favorite Rob Liefeld superhero. (laughs) Check him out. He's got pouches on his gun. Gun pouches now available at your local NRA superstore. Uh Do you have anything to add, Casey? Because I think I've kind of nailed it. <laughs> uh, I I don't because I've been looking for the cartoon. <laughs> oh, <fair. laughs> while, while you guys while, while you guys were carrying while you guys were carrying the show, where where you saw where you saw two sets of footprints, that's where you were simultaneously carrying me. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's let's. Let's go ahead and just pause the sh** and go on. Hmm. Okay, so this is a silent cartoon in, like, the sense that, like, the only music or anything that's playing is, like, what is basically just baseball organ music. <laughs> like that, that's the only way I can really describe the soundtrack of this cartoon. Um, and it was, it was cute in a lot of ways. Uh, very despite silly. there being a bit, it's, it's a very silly little cartoon. Um, it stars a cat and a mouse and the cat and the mouse are friends. Like for once in a cartoon, like, you you never see that really um and the cat is a sharpshooter like literally he has a badge under his fur that says uh, world's greatest sharpshooter or something like that like it was like a champion world like like world champion sharpshooter or something like that uh and like yeah like he it starts off with him just doing a much different uh william tell things like apple on the head and then shooting it off uh the mouse's head basically it looks like he and... shoots him in the head uh, before uh it gets revealed that no he just ducked yeah it's just yeah. part of it's just part of the act Mm-hmm. 
And then there's one part where like the cat just shoots him <laughs> just straight up point blank. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> so, like has him bounce across like a couple of trees and then, uh, back on to the crate where he was standing on and then shoots the apple off the head again. So it's, it's kind of fucked. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, uh, yeah. but this, cause this cat just has like no trigger discipline at all. It, it didn't take uh, very long for me to feel very little sympathy for these characters. So, <laughs> Oh, for sure. They, like, do, they can be as reckless as they want. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could be reckless as hell i don't care because they do stuff like shooting people's property or shooting at a random duck in a tree uh and then try to shoot the babies of the duck uh like <laughs> once they fall out of the tree and like they're like walking eggs and yeah, to be they try, fair they that- try to do a lot of murder in this one to be fair that mm-hmm. that duck is not just some random duck that duck is important but well, well that duck that. is very important. Yeah. All ducks are that important. Duck, but that one... Well, yes, all ducks... It, it's got plot importance, basically, <laughs> as opposed to... Uh, but yeah, the duck... Uh, he, the duck disappears... Like, 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 blah, 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 blah. Basically, first thing that happens is that they shoot a weather vane, which then basically makes it start raining uh like literally raining cats and dogs even like there's a whole visual gag about that uh then they find the duck and they shoot at the duck the duck's nest explodes and the eggs come out of the tree and they have like little legs they chase the ducks in the like the duck eggs with it's the hard gun. to explain this because it gets really strange very quickly <laughs> Uh, yeah, it does because because then the ducks hatch real quickly, and then they're chasing, being chased after by the baby ducks, and then they go into like a hole, and there's like a whole revolving door thing with the going through one hole and exiting out of another. Um, and then the ducks go back in the eggs, and then the top hat comes flying in, and then the the under the top hat is the duck that they shot at originally, and then they grab the duck grabs the baby ducks and the hat and then the hat flies away again the weirdest part to me is when the baby ducks get back in the eggs and then the eggs grow over again (laughs) and thus the eggs aren't so much characterized as vessels as they are ambulatory vehicles i mean like i don't know it's they're like kind of like weird vehicle things that are like sentient to a degree and i don't really like that's what the duck eggs are i guess i guess that's what the ducks eggs are casey um, you're an expert in ducks can you can you explain this phenomenon to us about the ducks eggs yes and all mm-hmm. the stuff they do yeah mm-hmm. uh no <laughs> because none of it <laughs> is grounded in uh any sort of physical or biological uh accuracy <laughs> fair enough so no. i mean i mean i could have sworn i saw a duck flying by with the top hat inside of a top hat even once but i might have been just completely out of my mind from eating rotten food 
so I'm not 100% sure. Guys, 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 I have to I have to be honest with you. Well, at that part where the cat with the uh, rifle just started shooting at the top hat, all I could think of was that Not Today Motherfucker <laughs> video on YouTube. <laughs> oh, God, that's that is basically what's going on there. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, like from here, like I honestly I kind of spaced out anything that doesn't involve the ducks because <laughs> the ducks are the interesting part of this short. Like, okay, there's a turtle. Well, yeah, that, that, that has the a dog next thing nose. is there's, there's like a snapping turtle that I thought looked like an otter wearing a turtle's shell. And a little nose. I mean, it kind of does. It had a little clown yeah. nose going. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. I it, it's, the it was a cute turtle. As weird as it was. Yes. That turtle was cute. And um, so, like, imagine, imagine the uproar if you saw like a big game hunter doing this. Like, someone captured a video on Twitter of a big game hunter like standing on top of a tortoise's shell and waiting for its head to come out and then shooting it point blank in the face because that's what the cat tries to do, which is extremely <sighs> inhumane <laughs> or in that line. I guess I don't know. <laughs> You know, putting it, you putting it that way, <laughs> that that really makes that whole scene way more disturbing. Yeah, um, well, that's what they're God. doing. They're trying to shoot. They're trying to shoot the snapping turtle point blank in the face by standing on its shell. Except the turtle is too fast for them, and he's just fucking <laughs> around with them. <laughs> and it's great. They, uh, yeah, no, it's great. The turtle like snaps the tail of the cat and the cat runs off and then mm. they fight the, the, eventually they get to a cliff and the turtle falls off the cliff after the mouse stomps on the turtle's head after a while um and then we learn the duck the duck comes back again and this time he's wearing a nice little outfit uh and he uh introduces himself with a business card that says uh like like Dr. Quack, world's greatest magician or world champion magician or something like that. And then he takes his top hat out and a bunch of little animals come out of it and it causes the main characters to faint. And that's the end of the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like this one. I enjoyed it. I like no, yeah. Professor Quack a lot. I Professor Quack he, was very good. I wish he had become... A famous cartoon classic character. I I feel like Just, connected to him, we also have to point out something. As uh as uh this duck in the top hat, Professor Quack got chased by this uh this cat who I need to point out earlier in the cartoon pulls his jacket open to reveal that he is the world's greatest sharpshooter and has a metal to prove it. Uh yeah. as he's getting shot at his top hat is changing into different things, like a fishbowl and a tree with duck heads on its branches. It's it's some weird, surreal fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Casey basically called it earlier that uh, that Dr. Quack is basically a trickster god in the, in the vein of Loki. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I mean, as that, soon as as soon as he flew in on the hat, I was like, ooh, <laughs> this character is. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed Professor Quack. What can I say? And it's I a am good duck. Not biased. 
<laughs> <laughs> Not in the slightest. No. To be honest, uh, that is that is a good duck. I li- I liked his duck antics. Yeah. Same. Uh yeah. It was a good duck. And the cat and the mouse can kind of just go f themselves, I think. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. They're really mean. This mean cat jerks. and duck, they're all vehicles to get us to prof- Dr. Quack. This is NRA, uh, anti-NRA propaganda, I tell you what. Because this yep. is making us hate people <laughs> who like guns. Uh, uh, subscribe to my other podcast. Uh, not funny conspiracy theorist joke podcast. I guess. I would never. I, would I was never gonna make a joke to a podcast called that. <laughs> that sounds awful. Well, like I was like, <laughs> I was going to make an actual joke, like kind of make a reference to like one of those actual ones, like actual conspiracy theory podcasts, like right wing conspiracy. Ones. But then I was like, yeah. that's not really funny. It's yeah, not. not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I decided to go. I kind of backpedaled there the last moment today, huh? That's all right. <laughs> uh, I think I'm nailing it. I don't know about you, so I miss our bell. <laughs> let's watch another Anyways. Cartoon. Yeah, let's go yeah. to the list. Drum roll, Alex. Reveal to us your secrets list. We're watching a Betty Boop cartoon. Yes. Uh uh this one is called uh Taking the Blame. Excellent. That's excellent. I'm excited. We haven't seen one of these in a while, have we? Uh, no, we watched um, one not see. too what long was... ago. Trying to remember what that one was called. It was We Did It? Was that it? Oh, yeah! yeah that's it was... right. I... That one wasn't that long ago. To yeah, be that fair, was that wasn't really recent. a baby boob cartoon. She was I in it for like... Was. She was in it. For like a minute. At most. Yeah. I've we've noticed I've noticed that a lot about Betty Boop cartoons is that she's basically in most of them for like half a minute. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes, let's go to the cartoon. You know, people have uh, mixed opinions about the new Pet Cemetery, but I thought it was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this so, uh, cartoon is deliberate anti-cat propaganda. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, it's delicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pissed. It's fairly similar to the last one we watched. Uh, in except the, except the cat ways. doesn't have a soul. <laughs> yeah, except yeah, this... except that. So this one is far more cynical. It's the same thing. Betty Boop blames the cat on the dog, and then, uh, and then it turns out that it was the cat's fault the whole time. Except in and, this one, the cat has no redeeming qualities at all. <laughs> instead of like doing a big song and dance, which I expected the music at some point, it just goes fucking apes. No, like literally, it's basically a demon cat that, I know. like, because like what happens, like. The Betty Poop comes home with a picnic basket uh, and introduces a cat to Pudgy. Uh, and 
Pudgy being the dog. And the cat acts super nice when Betty Poop's around, but when she's away, the cat like literally just punches the dog over and over and over again, like into like furniture and like just swiping at him. And it's just, it's, it's honestly kind of violent. <laughs> it's like really obtusely violent, which is why I called it pet cemetery because it's just like, yeah, it's like the cat in that movie where it's just this murder machine. <laughs> it's all it is. This cat too came mm. back wrong. Wait, should we should we cut <laughs> that for spoilers? That's not spoilers. That's like a thing that's in like all pet cemeteries. We should probably. Things. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say cut that. Okay. Okay. Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler considering it's in like the actual poster that the cat comes back evil. <laughs> And Pet Cemetery was is also very old. That's think, fair. Like super old. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I think the fair statute enough. of limitations on at least the original Pet Cemetery film has passed. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh it's let's see. So I don't know if we Cat's can an asshole. It, Cat's an asshole. We don't really need to get into super specifics other than like first the cat eats a bunch of mashed potatoes that was meant for both of them. And then for some reason, Betty Boop blames the dog. Once again, Betty Boop spanks the dog as like punishment. And it's like, Betty Boop, that's not how you discipline dogs. That's not not at all what you do here. Um, Well, as we as we see later in the cartoon, she's in this cartoon. She's kind of dumb as hell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I kind of want to jump to that because it's like, okay, just just, because, okay. So after a bunch of horrible stuff this cat's done to and blamed on the dog, uh, the dog's led outside and the cat starts eating everything in the fridge. And that's when Betty Boop realizes, oh, wait, all this terrible stuff that's been happening and this dog that's normally been like super nice, like just decided to start doing bad shit. Oh, it's because it was the cat. The cat's an asshole. Uh, So the so she starts chasing him with a broom breaks a bunch of different things and then she like runs into the wall with the cat and like a portrait like falls on her and it's like a water like of like a like a of like an ocean and she starts drowning <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's it's you see her like raise her arms up in like a seascape and she's like help help and it's like it looks like she's drowning in the painting <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good visual gag, actually. I thought it was. That was oh no, it's a great visual gag. I love it. I loved it. But Betty Boop, you're in, you, no, you're better than this. Um, uh, it's I don't know. Like this is the second cartoon in a row we watched Betty Boop spank a dog and ha- blame cats stuff on dogs. So I don't know. Her you know, her her judging character is not very great nowadays, or at least honestly, it was at that time. Considering how close these two are to each other, I still really like this cartoon a lot. Oh no, I think this one's more fun because the cat is such a fucker. Just the, the worst. I hate this cat and I love it. Um uh well the other one, like the cats are just kind of like being like somewhat mischievous, but oftentimes they're just like, oh, we're just trying to have fun. Uh or like, oh, I don't know stuff like it wasn't like malicious. 
straight up here, the cat's just such a motherfucking asshole, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh God, it's 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 kind of refreshing how terrible this cat is. Um, yeah, like it's the cat no, there's no care mo- about anything but itself. There's no moralistic kind of stuff going on here. There's no like moral lesson other than this cat is an asshole and <laughs> nobody should want them. And that's great. I love it. People should want cats. What are you talking about? Just not this one. I'm not saying cats. Just not this specific one. I get you. One. I get you. Just not this one. Yes, this cat can go to hell. And uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah, it does, just, honestly, because didn't he eat a bunch of bonbons earlier? Oh, yeah. At one point, he eats a bunch of chocolate. So that cat's dead. That cat's just gonna die. Bye, cat. Like it's they, they, <laughs> they end they end the cartoon by locking the cat up in the doghouse, and I'm almost guaranteed like within like like 24 hours that cat is dead, dead. <laughs> That's awful. It is, but so is that cat. So who cares? <laughs> it's also fictional. It's also a fictional cat. So who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, was, it wasn't even technically alive. Yeah, it was never alive in the first place. So there you go. Sometimes cartoon is better. Um, (laughs) Sometimes cartoon is better. That could be our new slogan. Well, no, it'd be like, sometimes tune is better. Sometimes tune is better. The Max knew that. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this one or do we want to go to another nah, I, I think I'm good that was a good cartoon I really like that yeah we got two decent cartoons in a row hooray Bay Boop continues to deliver yay so let's go ahead let's head off one last time for today to the list drum roll Alex Well, that was the end of the good streak. Because uh, we're going to watch a Popeye cartoon and it's ass. lit. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it's called uh, Taxi Turvy. Who knows? Maybe it's one of the good ones, but it's under the same list as like the ones of the really bad ones we were watching earlier. So one way to find out. Know. Yeah, one way to find out. We have become so cynical, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We were so mean um, to this cartoon before we even watched it. (laughs) Listen, listen, can you blame us? This franchise has hurt us so many times. Can you blame us? It's hurt us maybe <sighs> 55 to 60% of the time. No more. I would say 70% yeah. of the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are right to be cynical about this. Those aren't great odds, really. Um, okay, I mean... Okay, here's the thing. I enjoyed it, but not as a Popeye cartoon. <laughs> 
<laughs> if this was any other character but Popeye, I might have like less issues with it. But the fact is, it is a Popeye cartoon and I have issues. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be like this. I, I just I do. Um, OK, well, okay. Sir liked it. What are <laughs> what are your reasons? Oh, OK. OK, so. OK, so the plot is basically Popeye and Bluto are taxi drivers and they're in a competing to try to like get fares from each other basically though in this cartoon there's only two real fares that happen here one is uh an old guy at the very beginning and then there is a uh there is a uh uh then it's just olive oil basically uh and okay so if this cartoon spent a little more time of them like trying to get other fares, then I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. I think I, I will say that I do appreciate that this cartoon is not trying to go for the angle that Bluto is trying to, uh, you know, sexually be a per. <laughs> Yeah, not the sex. I was I was trying to avoid the specific terminology, but yeah, like not yeah. not being a creepy pervert to olive oil. I appreciate that much because he's basically just wanting to get this fair. Um, and I, I do appreciate, it, but at the same time, Popeye and Bluto abuse the ever loving shit out of olive oil in this cartoon. And sure, it's very cartoony, but it's also like. You can't separate the fact that this is olive oil here. Someone who is supposed typically in a lot of these Popeye cartoons is romantically interested in one or both of the characters. Uh, and to me, I can't separate that fact when I see Popeye and Bluto just like literally like tearing her apart, like almost like a wishbone and like setting her through things and like kidnapping her and just all these different, different kind of things. I don't know. It's maybe that's just me being a stick in the mud. Maybe that's just me being sticking about. I don't know. She got I'm thrown headfirst through a uh, through a stoplight too. Yeah, she got like through a stoplight, and I was honestly really hoping that the cartoon was going to end where Olive Oil says "fuck you" to Popeye as well as Bluto, but that doesn't happen. And really, there's no reason why Olive Oil wouldn't hate Popeye as much as Bluto in this cartoon, if we're going to go from the perspective of, well, this is a, one of those continuity things where it, they're not really like any sort of couple or anything like that, you know? So I, I don't know. It's it, like, okay. This is like Mario I'm not saying where, this there's cartoon's actors, bad. where there are actors in a scenario. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that this cartoon's bad. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually really good in a lot of ways. I just wish it wasn't Popeye and Olive Oil there or characters in this. It was like, you know, brand new original characters or maybe Looney Tunes or something. I don't know. Like, it could literally, like, because there are good jokes in this, like legitimately good sight gags that are just really weird and also ones that are, like, genuinely really funny. Uh, like, I cracked up several times and i was not expecting that that hasn't happened in a while when watching one of these cartoons like any cartoon on this show really like i've laughed but not like cracked up uh because there's a really good misdirect because like uh near the end popeye's like been drilled into the ground 
and uh, Bluto is basically kidnapping Olive Oil at this point. <laughs> this part is so uh, <laughs> And so Popeye starts to like try to eat his spinach, but then Bluto backs back up. Uh, like Bluto, Bluto backs back up, and he's like, "Oh no, you're not getting." Sp- you're not getting spinach in this picture. And with perfect timing, he drives off onto a train tracks and then gets immediately hit by a train. <laughs> like immediately. And the timing is so pitch perfect that it, it's hilarious. That's real uh, good. I think the best some joke good... was actually when they're like what they're what they're competing for is they they both want olive oil to be their passenger cuz they're competing taxi drivers and at one point popeye has olive oil in his taxi and bluto steals her by driving his car through popeye's window <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and by that like literally like his car stretches out and goes right through popeye's car and, and it's you see it from like a really, bird's eye view it's really funny <laughs> it's really funny and really bizarre imagery and yeah. i really dig that i don't know i mean I'm honestly kind of softening my opinion as we discuss this a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I guess I'm just really anti Popeye at this point. Let go. Of it's your hard ha- for me to give him an edge. Let go of your hatred, young pal. On there are good Popeye cartoons. Learn to love again. Yeah, yeah. And surprise, surprise, this is like a newer Popeye cartoon that was actually funny for once. Because usually the good ones are the ones from like the 30s and 40s and 50s as opposed to like the 60s which is where this one basically were light laid at i believe this one was or was 50s. it like late oh was it 50s okay yeah. so like the 40s and 30s those are usually the good popeyes and then everything after that is when it gets really hard to justify the existence of the cartoon um but yeah i don't know i'm i feel like i'm just kind of taking over this conversation with my negativity. Uh, if y'all want to actually talk about it properly, then you feel free to do so. <laughs> Honestly, you had a lot of the big points. We described the parts I liked. Uh, I don't know. It starts out with a different person, like a different passenger who wants to go to the Ritz Hotel. Uh, and he's like an old mm-hmm. man. Uh you know, it's it's that's basically the format is uh is throughout the cartoon Popeye and Bluto are trying to take each other's uh, are trying to take each other's uh, fair passengers, you know. Uh, mm. And it wasn't racist ever, which is nice for Popeye <laughs> to give us. Uh, black Bluto doesn't go through his thing of mud and then come out as with blackface. Yeah. <laughs> But a standard of victory for Popeye, it wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a standard victory for any cartoon from this era, really. We're, yeah, we so. <laughs> We didn't see you know what? Victory for our podcast. We did not watch anything racist this episode. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Oh that's my true. god. The, hell yeah, that's very true. If that's if that's not a first, it's close to it. <laughs> we usually <laughs> see something racist. Um, that is very true. Yes. So, so there you go. That's maybe that'll be the title, the not racist one. 
Uh, <laughs> well, no, that that makes it sound like our podcast is racist. Oh, yeah, uh, no. The one without racist I, I cartoons. Our podcast we... isn't typically racist. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would also very much appreciate not being in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there's really a whole lot else to say about this one for me. Agreed. Yeah. I I am ready to move on to our prompts. I think we've had a good night. I think we should leave it at that. Okay. So with that, let's go to the prompts. Let me pull it up here. So every week, uh, we... God, I always say week. We don't do weekly podcasts. Uh, Every episode, we do a prompt for our audience for them to answer. Um, if you would like to respond to any of the ones that we've done in the past, you can always email us at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. And whenever we have a new prompt, we post it on Twitter and you can respond to that post, uh, either with the email address or directly at the Twitter with the hashtag Toontown prompt. Um, now before we go ahead. Uh, and talk about the new prompt. Uh, I want to talk about an email which I forgot because I was a dummy and I completely f- I completely forgot to check the emails last time uh, for the prompt of favorite foxes. Uh, so here we go. Uh, this was from Case or Casey. I apologize. Uh, so Casey writes, "Hey all, I thought I'd offer some of my favorite cartoon foxes." My all-time favorite would probably be Gideon Gray from Zootopia. He's cuddly and has a southern accent, bakes pies, and learns from his mistakes. All good things. Honorable and more obscure-ish mentions, since I'm not sure they would get listed. Uh, The Big Cheese from Samurai Pizza Cat. Uh, Carmelito Fox from the Sly Cooper series. And Rita from uh, Jungle Direct Hugo. Hmm. Uh, Appreciate your podcast. Look forward to the next one. Thanks. Uh, and that was from Casey. So, yeah, thank you, Casey. Uh, so, um, hmm. So, okay. Uh, I, I, that hmm, was basically me trying to figure out who Rita is. I'll have to look into Wait that. a minute. Rita. Um, Rhea. Who they say that's from? Uh, let me get in front of me again. Uh, Jungle Durette Hugo? I kind of think I, I know what that either. is. I kind of that's that's the smaller one. That's the smaller female one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, look that up. I'm familiar with that character. I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the thing itself, but I know what that's from. Neat, cool answer. Hmm. Also, Gay- okay. Gayen is Death's adorbs. I don't know this at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the only Gideon's the only answer I recognize. Uh, well, I know Carmelia Fox just because I loved Sly Cooper growing up. Um, but when it comes to uh, I I don't really know uh the Big Cheese though. Samurai Pizza Cats is a show that I need to watch way more of. Um, uh, but Gideon Gray is really cute, and I liked him a lot too. He's he's a fun little. Like a, a fun take on that kind of type of character, and I I dug it. I dug him a lot. Uh, and there are definite queer energy coming off of him, which is good. I definitely read read that into him. Uh, 
intentional or not, I don't care. He's a gay icon there. Um, so, yes, thank you very much, Casey. That's for sure. Um, let's see. Now let's go on to the new prompt. One moment. So the new prompt was, who is your favorite puppet? Uh, and by puppet, I mean, like, basically any sort of, like, uh, live-action controlled, like, creature that was, like, anything from, like, a Muppet to, like, a really elaborate, like, armature from, like, maybe, like, a movie or something. Like, that's basically what I was going for. Uh, and I did get some responses of, like, basically everything that I was looking for. So, one second. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hold on. What? Before we do that, uh, there's a one heck of a post here um, from uh, a, a, a writer that uh, actually gave us a pretty meaty letter. I'll... Uh, I don't know how much of this I'm going to go. I'm going to kind of skim it, but uh, it's from Olivia the Mantis. And it's about a bunch of different prompts from before. Um, first, they just went on to say that they really liked the podcast. They started listening when we advertised it on the McElroy shows. Um, and basically, yeah, they're just really super. Let's see here. Basically, they decided since they've been trying to reach out to people a little bit more recently, they decided to reach out to us finally, and uh, they've been listening for a while, and they wanted to answer some of our prompts. Um, so here's some rapid-fire ones. Uh, favorite cartoon fox? Uh, it is Olivia's girlfriend. Um, but uh, the one that folks would probably recognize is uh, Volpera from World of Warcraft. Uh, they're a newly introduced race of nomadic desert fox people, uh, and... They uh, rose up and overthrew their oppressors through uh, heroic violence resistance. Uh, it's a really cute little uh, character, and I have not seen it, but that sounds really, really good. Um, sounds well flushed with a really then, good backstory. Yeah. I'll like have to look answer. into what this character looks like. People don't send yeah, us video game answer. answers very often, but I think they're very, I think they're valid, and I think that that's an area of animation that... Uh, we don't cover very often, but I think a lot of podcasts do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. I, I feel like it is uh, form of animation that you know it's it's kind of underappreciated how much effort goes into the animation in video games. So I I I do welcome those kind of answers, uh, though I do. W- want to make sure that we don't become a video game podcast by accident i don't <laughs> i don't think we're in danger of that unless we change well, something very like fundamental about the way we do this show but yes i get what you're saying oh that's weird yeah. we found a video game on the list how'd that happen donkey kong racing what is this what is this ca- public access cartoon i've never heard this <laughs> you you donkey found the kong beta racing? like yeah, you found the the game that was like never released on the GameCube because Rare oh. got bought out. <laughs> oh, is it Day Kong Racing? Oh, you I, know what? Yes. If we if we get access to Donkey Kong Racing, then I will turn this into a video game podcast. <laughs> Not my own joke. I, I I did good. I did go. And co- I'm a good comedy man. Everyone, a very good comedy cat. 
So there you go. Uh, so yeah, speaking of cats, favorite cartoon cat is uh, from a uh, a cryptic web series called Cat Ghosts that uh, we should watch if we haven't seen. Uh, without going to the spoilers, there are three. Yeah, uh, there's one of three characters is a cat named Ellen. Ellen, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, and uh, she is probably her favorite uh, cartoon cat that she's ever met. Uh, oh. Probably most well just of the characters. Um, and she's the only one who truly owns her new animal form. So I, I assume that they were humans originally or something like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Ghost. Uh, plus, she's a witch. And that's a plus. So there you go. Uh, favorite cartoon dog? Uh, definitely uh, Ein from Cowboy Bebop. So hey! I hope they appreciated that. Oh, yeah. That Sorry to be early. the bearer of bad news, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry uh, for ruining <laughs> your. Well, I didn't do it. It's not my fault. I just hope I just this isn't how we wanted you to find out is all. <laughs> Ein is adopted. Um, anyways, well, like most dogs are, really. But hopefully, <laughs> I most should be at this point. Hmm. Uh. So, uh, most looking for uh thing they're most looking forward to in animation in 2019, uh, the Steven Universe movie. We've kind of oh, talked yeah. a lot about the Steven Universe movie here. Uh. But yeah, we're excited to see how that's going to be. Uh, favorite Christmas special, the Rugrats Passover, uh, Passover and a couple of the Hey Arnold, uh, well, Rugrats Passover and a couple of the episodes of the Hey Arnold uh, cartoon uh, were what introduced me to Judaism and also normalized it to me as a kid. And that the Rugrats Passover episode specifically uh, speculated to actually be what saved the series from being canceled after its first season or two. Uh, it's full of uh, good heart. Um, also remember that? the Christmas... Yeah, they also did Kwanzaa. I think they're. I think Rugrats is the only cartoon I can think of that really effectively just did all of the. Well, yeah, they did. They did Kwanzaa. They did. They did Hanukkah. They did Passover. Uh, wow. Yeah, Rugrats was a very inclusive program. <laughs> yeah, it really was, and I'm actually super happy with that. Yeah. A, like a lot. Very. Impressive. So that was cool. And I was actually really sad that nobody mentioned the Rugrats Passover special because that was a really good episode. It really is. Um, so let's see here. They don't have any more uh, like answers to prompts, but they did want to recommend uh, a channel to us uh, called Pop Arena. And they did a, a series uh, in like 2017 that was called Knickknacks. Which is basically them going through every show that Nickelodeon did from like 1979 onwards, uh, and like there's very like a lot of like apparently a lot of really good research and document documentary style like journalism going on there. So yeah, that YouTube sounds really channel? interesting. Yes, uh, it's oh, called Pop Arena. I'm always yeah. I'm always on the lookout for new YouTube content, so that's very good. New YouTube content yeah. is always nice. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of obsessed with old school Nickelodeon stuff. Like I've watched uh, commercial breaks for old school Nickelodeon in the past, and it's really nostalgic. Yeah, I'm I'm highly <laughs> nostalgic for like the classic Nickelodeon stuff. Like back back when it was supposed to be a network that 
like, you know, like pre SpongeBob, not to diss SpongeBob, but like pre pre SpongeBob, you know, before they discovered that they could have commercial success through merchandising. <laughs> the the uh, era yeah, of like, SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Basically they it was after they realized that uh that they could make a lot of money through that. Uh but like uh through uh Merch- like originally they would just merchandise like the channel itself like through like weird gizmos and gadgets and they wanted to kind of make the ethos make it seem like it was a network made by kids and not just yeah. adults talking to kids and then they decided they could make a bunch of money by selling spongebob crap there you go i think i learned this all on defunct land i don't remember whatever yeah that was in the nick hotel episode i've watched that episode yeah. a lot that's a good episode <laughs> always did want to go to the nick hotel really glad i didn't now we're going like way off the rails now, so we need to get back on track. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, very much so. So let's go back to the main prompt for this week, this episode. Yeah. This episode. By the way, thank you, Just, Mantis. I, yes, thank you. Very oh much yeah, thank you for all of your answers. Yes, thank you, Olivia the Mantis. That is really, really good stuff. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and I will read the kind words that you gave us to the crew in private after we're done recording, because it's really nice and sweet. I didn't want to get too schmalty on this podcast. <laughs> um, but thank you super duper duper much. Uh, so the prompt of uh, best puppet, like favorite puppet. Um, our first result came from Tim. Um, hi, Tim. Uh, Tim said, uh, how about Fozzie Bear? He has, a, uh, he has uh, an entire other character as a comedian on top of being awesome already. So, yeah, Fozzie Bear. I think that's a good I think that's a good response. Like, I think he's kind of like the most underrated Muppet in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, no, no, the most underrated is Rolf. He is the most underrated Muppet, but so underrated kind of some with a penguin. Yeah, yeah, and he was one of Jim Henson's favorites. He was like the first one, so there you go. But, um, but like, yeah, like I think Fozzie is kind of like a character that like nobody admits to loving, but he is fantastic because he is such a corny joke telling uh bag of fur, and I love him for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of Rolf, uh, Earthdigger wrote in, uh, and they said uh, Rolf as well. Uh, something about his attitude uh, has always appealed to me, and uh, he was also apparently Jim Henson's favorite. So there you go, as I mentioned per- previously. Uh, Rolf. 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 <laughs> I always get the Rolf. Yes, like a dog Rolf voice. is good. Yes. So good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yet another Muppet comes comes in. Uh, with uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going a little fast here. I just feel like I were going kind of long. Uh, we're actually going pretty so, well on time, actually. Oh, uh, well, fair. I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting a lot of long on the tooth. I'm not not long on the tooth. Whoa, but yeah, you're getting. I feel like I'm coming long. You're super. You're super old now. I I've I've it's aged like, like the, fifty years. Yeah, it's like it's like the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You're just. <laughs> You have chosen poorly. Yeah. Anyway, further distractions. Anyways. What's next? 
Uh, we got another response. We got well, not another. We got a response from uh, uh, Gridine Lee, uh, also known as uh, Softer San Marcos on Twitter, and they said Kermit. I love Kermit. I love the funny wiggly limbs, and I love his clown collar. He is definitely my favorite puppet. Uh, Kermit is fantastic. I love him. He is good. Uh, so, uh, just a little bit of trivia. Uh, with uh, in case you don't know, which you probably do, but if not, uh, Kermit was originally a lizard, not a frog, uh, and that's why he has that little clown collar thing because I see it's supposed to be like lizard frill thing. I like, actually you know, did not know that. Oh well, there you go. I saw the old, so that's that was. It. Go on. I saw like the old was it coffee ads he was in. Yeah, what do lizards oh, have to do with Wilkins coffee? I I don't know. I've, I've seen those. I remember those distinctly. I don't know why Jim Henson went with a lizard and a weird blob to sell coffee through murderous ways, but there you go. To be fair, uh, no, nobody's going to get up in arms about shooting a weird blob. That is very true. That is very true. So don't shoot me, please. Because no one wants me. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> That's a dark joke. <laughs> if, if, you, if you were a weird blob, I, I would care about you. Oh, but Aww. since you're not a weird blob, I don't. <laughs> oh, well, That's good. Like- <laughs> <Thanks for me. laughs> yeah, makes sense. Honestly. Um, so, yes, thank you very much, both to Softer San Marcos, Earth Digger and Tim, who I forgot to thank for the last couple of months. I am so sorry. Thank you all. Um, Your answers are very much you appreciated. Uh, we got a response from uh, Talon Lardner. Who said Crow from Mystery Science Year Three Thousand, which always Yo. brings a smile to his face. Yo, that's a good yeah. answer. I, I'm shocked I didn't even think of that kind of thing when I was coming off this. <laughs> but yes, it, Crow is fantastic. Though I'm slightly more of a Tom Servo guy, just because when I get older, because like I grew up loving Crow, and then when I get older, I get a little bit more nostalgic for like the straight men of the groups, and I feel Tom Servo is more of a straight man than Crow is. Also, no, not sings. 100% so. Oh, yes, he has a fantastic singing voice. Crow also had multiple iterations, and I believe Tom Servo did not, so... Well, uh, yeah, not... He has... Tom had one other voice before the reboot, uh, and that was only for, like, the very early oh, yeah, season yeah. that was on, like, public access, but that's it. And everything else has just now, been obviously. Yeah, it was like okay. Kevin Murphy for the rest of the series, basically. So. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Crow is fantastic. I love that sandwich-loving robot. Uh. And we got uh finally a response from uh Doctor B, who said, Audrey the second. Yeah. Uh, how can you not love? How can you not love that carnivorous space plant who could sing your heart out and then eat said heart? I feel like if I was to make, yeah, I feel like if I was ever to make an argument to anybody for, uh, if I was to make an argument to anybody for practical effects, you know, in, in the age of, uh, of computer graphics, which I am a proponent of, I would probably tell them to watch Little Shop of Horrors because, uh, seeing Audrey 2 in that movie is like watching a magic trick. It's amazing. That puppet is oh, incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. One of the I best. don't know how they did it. <laughs> that's uh, that's where I'm at. Like it's like, but you know, funnily enough, when I saw that like response to our prompt, I actually went and looked it up. What apparently they did was, uh, what they did was they had a scale bit puppet moving at a slower speed, and then they sped it up, and then they had mm-hmm. Rick Moranis and I think whoever played Aubrey lip synced themselves. Yep. 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 It's really crazy how what they did there. It's just it is the most elaborate thing I've seen. And it's a beautiful, beautiful movie because of it. If you've never Um, seen Little Shelf of Horrors, see it just for Aubrey, too. That is a fantastic puppet. I mean, see it for a lot of reasons. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, great movie in general. There are some, I would say, misogynistic elements that did not age especially well, <laughs> but yeah, I still think that movie is very, very good. Very much so. Agreed. I'll be your dentist. <laughs> I'll be. But yeah. Anyways, uh, very good answer. Thank you so much, B. So, uh, yes, those are, I believe, all the answers. Let me double check just to be safe. Yes, that is all. So, uh, we can now talk about it amongst ourselves. So, who wants to go first? Show me your puppets, people. I'll go second. Okay. okay I can uh, go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, I decided literally during the recording of this podcast what my answer was. Uh... Because my, my original response was going to be Tutter from Bear in the Big Blue House, who I was c- converted over to yeah. thanks to uh, the Twitter account, My Silly Comics, <laughs> that did some fun stuff <laughs> with that character. Uh, that was adorable. Um, but I think my actual answer is the Fireys from uh, Labyrinth. Those are the guys oh, who, yeah. who play hacky sack with their heads and stuff. And you Remember? chill out with Those them. Yeah, it's like a really wild, like, psychedelic, <laughs> crazy scene that doesn't really have a whole lot of significance in the film, uh, aside from just being, like, a, a very memorable part of it. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta flex your puppet skills. Yeah, like, it was, it's really, uh, it's really cool, and I think it actually adds a lot to the atmosphere of the film. Uh, also Jim Henson. A lot of Jim Henson. Shocker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's almost like he completely innovated and revitalized the puppetry con- like entire like like industry really. Yeah, for, something uh, like that. For a second, I got confused what you were saying. I thought you were saying Jim Henson as your favorite puppet, and I was like, KC, no, <laughs> what? No, no he's Jim what? Henson. Jim Henson is like everyone is saying Jim Henson. Everyone's giving Jim Henson answers because he was so good. Jim Henson is part puppet. Some puppets were I mean, at least part Jim Henson. I would say that much. <laughs> yes, that's that's actually very true. <laughs> Kermit, I love when I love it when Kermit the Frog rides a bicycle. It is always a delight to see that. And he and he's like, "Here comes that boy." Oh shit! Why up? <laughs> y'all, y'all. I'm ending the podcast now. Good night, folks. <laughs> HC, no, okay. you have to show us your puppets. 
Mm, you said you would okay. go second. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, now. you go second. Okay, go so I have two answers: one nostalgic and one technical. Which one you want first? Um, Both nostalgic. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I want you to conflate them into a single character. No, uh, give us the nostalgic one first, and then the technical one. All right, so. I'm pretty sure that this is gonna be one of those things where this is only this is only something that I watched and nobody else. But for like a stretch of time, and then I think I went to reruns. PBS had this show called Lamb Chops Play Along, and like I used oh. to watch. You you recognize this? Well, oh, Lamb I know Chop. Lamb Chop. I was obsessed with Lamb yeah. Chop. Everyone knows yeah. Lamb Chop. That was like really. Yeah, some there, this is the there's song a lamb chop never ends. There's yes. there's a lamb chop fursuiter at MFF every year, and that's like the one everyone wants to see the most. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I think Lamb Chop is known. Yeah, that that is my nostalgic answer, because I used to watch that a lot with my great grandmother, and I have a lot of good memories. That was a very wholesome, nice little show. Mm. I was a Charlie Horse kid. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I also I also didn't get enough potassium as a child. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Why are you thinking jokes now at, at all times? Like at the very end when now no that, one's now that everyone anymore. stopped listening because we weren't funny yet. Like <laughs> we needed we needed more time we needed more time to work up the funny. Everyone I needed the Welcome. goof juice. <laughs> so, goof juice. <laughs> all right. Woo. Um. <laughs> it's not even Goof Troop's theme song. That's DuckTales. No, it's not. Goof Troop will always be together. Yeah. But not woo-oo. No, the they're, but they're both... Oh, best whatever. of friends forever. That's We're right. really off track. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. Lamb Chop, not really a very like technically like complex puppet, but played really well. And, you know, you can appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As to my technical answer, Yoda, yo. I, okay. I think, yeah. I think Yoda, with how Yoda Yoda's, yo. <laughs> I think with how Yoda is, like, portrayed in the movies, like, it really sells the fact that it's not so much a puppet so much as, hey, here's this little dude that's an actual person in the setting. They do some really good mm-hmm. work with him. My favorite part is when he becomes a weird CGI monster and starts slashing around and hopping like an idiot. My actual unironic favorite Yoda scene is from uh, 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 not The Force Awakens. What was the one after that? Last Jedi. Uh, Last Jedi. From The Last Jedi when he like burns down the house. <laughs> and that starts telling yeah. me. It has all the books in it. And it's like, it's like such a it's like such a thinly veiled metaphor for like for like Disney, like burning the expanded universe. <laughs> just, it's just so funny to me just, that they would put that they would put that in there. Uh, yeah, it's actually really, it's actually really freaking hilarious. Uh, I, yes. I love it uh, when he beats R two D two on the head with a stick, like a like an angry old man. That is very good too. Yes, I, I love it when he sings about the seagulls. And how they attack him in the middle of the night. I love when Weird Al made a parody song that really nobody even knows the song that it was parodying anymore at this point. Yeah, it's Lola. Oh, yeah, but nobody knows that song. 
Uh, you know Have what? You the ever less, the heard people the song who, Lola. The less people who know the song Lola, the better, because that song is like intensely transphobic. Is it really? Yes. God damn it. Yeah. Well, that sucks. there you go. Yep. But yeah. Sorry to bring down Yoda. the mood. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, Yoda. Really well acted by Frank Oz. Really well, well puppeteered. Okay. Uh, so my response to this, there's one that's kind of just, I think it's cute. And one just because I think he's really cool. Uh, both of them are Jim Henson. I'm sorry. I, I can't. Well, okay, no. I have a third one that's not Jim Henson. Uh, the one that I, I'm answering is just like a simple answer. Puppet Homestar. <laughs> because Puppet Homestar has a great personality and is goofy as hell. And I've given him as an answer before on the show before uh, for like prompts and stuff like that. But I don't care because Puppet Homestar is great. I love him. Um, then, uh, in terms of just ones that I think is really dang cute... I love Emmett Otter. He is super duper adorable. All the otters in that that friggin' little honestly, all the animals in that in the Emmett Otter uh, Japan Christmas is just so friggin' cute, so cute, and I love it because it's like Jim Henson experimenting with different types of ways to make puppets look like they're real people as opposed to just like little things hiding behind desks and whatnot. Like, Enter the puppet verse. It's it's really good. It's really cute. And it's a, I'll, I'll never stop praising Emmett Otter's Japan Christmas because it's so friggin' adorable. I and love it got that, so much. That's why you got that gift at Christmas. Yes, I did. I got that. The got the CD for Christmas gift because I would not stop talking about how adorable it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will be prioritizing and, that one this year when Christmas rolls around because I still haven't seen it. Yeah, you should definitely check it out because it's super cute. Um, anyways, uh, my favorite, though, ultimately and truly, it's Uncle Deadly. I love Uncle Deadly so much. Uncle Deadly. <laughs> what, which one is, is that? Is that the one with the uh, with the whiskers that looks like some sort oh, of yeah. like, dragon monster? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know this guy. Like they made him canonically gay in the Muppets show that came out not too long ago. Really? Like, like he is he is Miss Piggy's gay best friend. <laughs> it's great, huh. um, and he is just this fabulous, like theatrical man. And he just oh god, He's got a neat oh my god, he's got a great design. I love his voice. Everything about Uncle Deadly is just like yo, this is my jam. <laughs> I love this dude so much. He is. I, I can't explain how much I love him other than the fact that he is Uncle Deadly. And if you don't like him, I don't know what's wrong with you. I wish I could exp understand your brain, but I don't. I, I can't because he's so good. He's so good. Um, but yes, Uncle Deadly, the most underrated Muppet ever. And I want him around more in my life and in my Muppets in general. Uh I think so, yes. I think if anything, what we learned from today is we need more Muppets. Return to us the Muppets. Isn't Disney yeah, bring, bring Plus the doing Muppets? something with them? Pretty sure they are. Maybe. I'm pretty sure Disney Plus are, was great. going to do a Muppet-related thing. I don't remember what it was, though. I hope so. That'd be very nice. If I they, hope so. 
If they do bring back Muppets from up uh, for Disney Plus, then good because we need more Muppets. You know what I want? More Muppets. I remember they did so they did uh, Kermit the Frog doing Once in Your Lifetime in the style of uh, David Byrne and Stop Making Sense, uh, the Talking Heads concert movie. I want them to do. I want them to do the whole movie. It's the same as it ever was. It's the same as it ever was. I would pay $50 to watch that in a movie theater. (laughs) As the days go by. (laughs) Psycho killer. (laughs) No, no, it's got to be. Who would sing that? It wouldn't be Kermit. It'd be. Who would sing that? Uh, Maybe Gonzo? Or, no, yeah, animal. <laughs> animal's the perfect choice. <laughs> run, 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 Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I want that very bad, though. Yes. So. Uh, but yes, thank you for your answers. Really so, good answers. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, next prompt. Let's see. Let's see. I think we've done too many favorite ones. Uh, hmm. Uh, Maybe we go the opposite. Okay. Hmm. Unless, unless that'd be a bad fit. Unless I'd get people fighting each other. Hmm. Well, we would just have to pick carefully. Let's see. What hmm. is a good prompt? What is a good prompt? Idea. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Not not problematic phase. It's the uh. It's it's a thing that you like even though you know it's bad. Guilty pleasure. Oh, guilty pleasure. There you go. Guilty pleasure. Anime guilty okay. pleasure. Have we not done that already? That's actually a good. Oh. Have we I done don't that? Think we have. I don't know. That, I don't think we have. It just seems like we would have because it's a really good one. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's you. actually a really good answer. So uh, yes, animated guilty pleasure. That's our next answer or question and thing or thing for you. The prompt, prompt, prompt is the word I'm looking it's for. The next, it's the Why next. It's the next answer. We are now doing it uh, Jeopardy style. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> Uh, hmm. Well, I don't want to give my answer quite yet. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, if you want to wish to, wow, if you want to you want respond to, wish to, this to prompt, respond to our prompt, to want to wish <laughs> to respond to conceive of it, uh, you can reply to the tweet that we're going to send out, uh, when this episode comes up, uh, with the hashtag Toontown prompt, uh, the, the Twitter being Toontown public at Toontown Public. Uh, or you could send us an email at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Um, that's ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, first off, I want to, we're going to wrap up here. So I want to thank Alex for Alex and Akifa Key for being our fantastic editors. You both for uh, all. You keep, You're awesome. Yeah. You keep us going. Uh, let's see. 
What else? What else? What else do we talk about at the end of these things? Uh, uh. Uh, let's see. So we thank our editors, and then you can find us on our website, ToontownPublicWorks.com. I release the show notes there. If you would like to watch any of the three cartoons that we watched today, you can check them all out. Uh, and the last thing is to leave reviews. If you'd like to review our podcast, that's very helpful for us because uh, everything runs on algorithms, and that sucks a lot. But hey, if you want to influence those algorithms, that's the way you do it. Uh, and also, just we like to get your feedback. Um, and uh, last thing, we mentioned the Patreon earlier. If you like the show, please uh, please consider giving to our Patreon. That's what helps keep it running. Uh, anything else? Um, not really, I don't think. Uh, thank you for listening. Get this... It's awesome to have your support, always, and we really, we're really happy that we can entertain you. I'm, I'm glad that we're here to help you make your week a little bit better with our goofy cartoon antics. All right, let's All go right. ahead and close it out. Yep. So, I'm HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sarah the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons, they've been okay. <laughs>